Treks in Sci-Fi podcast number 647 for August 20th, 2017. We strive toward this dream of peace where all species can share common ground. Yet no dream will protect us from you. We have been waiting for someone worthy of our attention. I'm trying to save you. I'm trying to save all of you. The work we do is hard. Go! And it's not without sacrifice. We are a long way from home. But I know that it is a sacrifice worth making. You know what we need to do? We need to win. That's the spirit. Hello, everyone. This is Jeff, Jedi Jeff, and this week I am guest hosting the podcast. I'd like to thank Rico for giving me the chance to guest host again. I'm always appreciative that he uh, kind of hands the microphone over to me and lets me uh, share with everyone else um, some topics that I like to talk about. Today I'm going to um, talk about ships. It's kind of going to be a mixed bag um, podcast, a little talk about um, some of the ships from Discovery, uh, a little discussion about a ship from Voyager, and then I'm going to end off with a bit of a collectible talk about some um, collectibles that I got earlier in the year. Um, so I think maybe we'll just kind of uh, roll into the... Um, main discussion um, after this little break. It's small enough to fit on your wrist, but open the secret lid, activate the hidden energy pack, and the Star Trek wrist communicator, 9-volt battery not included. Spock here. What's up, Captain? Enterprise is lost. I need help. Keep talking. I'm zeroing on you. You're coming in loud and clear. Okay, Captain. I've got you spotted. I'm signing off. Star Trek Wrist Communicators, two to a set, Enterprise sold separately by Mego. At the top of the podcast, I uh, shared uh, you know a recent uh, trailer for uh, Star Trek Discovery, which will be um, starting on uh, September 24th, and I'm looking pretty excited to it, to be honest with you. Um, like I say, I think once they've uh, really started to uh, get some uh, content filmed and. Uh, got uh showing trailers and all that that uh at least for me uh my interest in uh in this uh really um really started to peak um like I say unfortunately the last few years uh seemed to be uh, a lot of delays and uh kind of a lot of people kind of coming and going into the project and uh seemed like a lot of the news which was uh, coming out about discovery seemed to be more negative than anything so um it's kind of nice that uh now we can kind of see that uh you know, there's been some, um, you know, looks like, you know, some pretty good work, at least from my eyes so far of, of what they've done. And, uh, the trailers have looked really great. So, uh, it's not, it's nice to see that we finally have something and we got that date as well of uh, September 24th. And I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing the uh, show. Um, so I thought I would, uh, talk a little bit about the, um, ships, um, for this series that uh, we've seen so far and and what little details we know about them as well um we don't know a lot of details but uh i thought i would just kind of maybe share a little bit of what i found out so far and maybe just a, uh, a few thoughts about the ships i guess i'll start off with the um namesake of the series the uh, uh uss discovery and uh what we kind of know of it so far is that uh, its name is the USS Discovery. Um, its uh, call sign is uh, NCC-1031. And uh, I think beyond that, not a lot else is known. We don't know the class of it. Uh, we don't know when it was launched. We don't know the size of the crew. Uh, we really don't know, like, its warp capabilities, uh, you know, like, uh, it's armaments, uh, don't really know, know really very much about it. Um, I guess, uh, you know, I probably can make a few educated guesses here and there about, um, you know, what, what may be or may not be about the 
the ship, but uh, like say, uh, so far the the details are are um, pretty slim, and I I'm not unexpected. I'm sure we'll learn more about the ship as the as um, time goes on, and uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, like I say, uh, I gleaned a few uh, little details as well too. I did read somewhere where they said that the the ship length is approximately approximately uh, 244 meters or about 800 feet so that's interesting um besides that like i say uh like i say it's just a, a lot up to just uh kind of speculation and things like that uh, i was looking over a few of the pictures of the uh, ship and uh it is uh it is um kind of a unique look to it um it's kind of got um it's got that retro look but it also has got that kind of um kind of futuristic look as well too so it you know it's uh discovery Sp is a prime timeline uh um universe uh show so it, it takes place in uh what uh, the majority of the uh trek that we've watched over the past 50 years has taken place in um so it it's to fit in with with all that uh that universe and canon and um so and it's supposed to take place around 10 years or so um, prior to the events of the original series so uh looking at the ship you know it's you know at first glance it's just like well you know this ship looks quite a lot different um from what we've seen of uh the enterprise and uh this one's much more kind of angled ship um you know more flat lines and uh, sharp lines whereas uh you know the original series enterprise is you know more it's got rounder, rounder shapes to it, and like say, whereas this is almost kind of the opposite in a in a sense that it's more flat and angled and sharper lines, and it's kind of interesting as well too because they say that this takes place about um, ten years prior to um, the events of um, of the original series, but then that said, you know the the NCC seventeen oh one has been around for you know a while as well because you know. Spock had served on it prior, you know, under, you know, Captain Pike, and then there was Captain April as well. So, so the Enterprise, you know, the Enterprise that we know has been around as well, too. And, uh, if this ship is somehow going to be in the same timeline as, um, the Enterprise, which had been out as well, too. So this looks like quite a bit different from what, um, we were, we knew of those other, um, ships and, and designs from that. So, kind of interesting part of me thinks that this will probably be more so a you know maybe a development develop, developmental type ship maybe not uh kind of a standard um uh, ship of the line i guess that this was you know maybe more of a one-off type kind of ship uh um, built for maybe a, a very special purpose or something that they built but something that wasn't easily replicated or or just takes a lot to to build um looking at it again like say like say uh, it's kind of based off uh, some design concepts that Ralph Macquarie had uh, did, uh come up back in the 70s when they're kind of um reimagining a, a, another Star Trek series and um like say these were some some concepts that they'd used and remember when these this design kind of first came out uh, a lot of people were kind of speculating that this maybe was some sort of uh joint venture between the federation and the klingons as you know the you know the back part of the uh, ship with the uh, nacelles and the kind of the secondary hall had kind of a, a klingon feel to it and that maybe this was some sort of um, collaboration but uh, based off what we know of uh, star trek discovery doesn't seem to be the case it seems like the uh, the federation and the uh, klingons are, are are enemies and and not uh, not um they're not they have no uh alliances or they're you know they're they're at war with each other and it seems as well too that discovery might be uh or at least the first season might be a bit about uh, kind of a, a war between the federation and and the klingons so so like say so some of that speculation seems to to not be the case like I said, I was looking again i was looking at the ship and i was thinking like based off of kind of what we saw in like enterprise you know this does have a lot of um kind of similarities so it looks like it could be a progression from what we saw of like uh the annex 01 which was archer's ship you know this one 
it's got kind of that maybe that duller gray or or kind of steel type uh, look to the ship and it's you know it's got the you know the standard kind of aztecing um kind of pattern to it that we see with all the uh kind of uh star trek ships and uh, starfleet and all that so it falls in line with that and then i was looking at some of the other um some of the other uh uh design um elements of it as well too and it's just like yeah you know like say you look at kind of like the um you know like the you know the buzzard collectors and the warp nacelles and you know they kind of uh they've got a bit of uh they got a bit of that uh, old uh, nx01 type uh feel to them and same thing with kind of the thrusters as well they they kind of they got that that look to it too and even like kind of again even just the way the nacelles are kind of laid out too they kind of they do got a they do seem like they may be a, you know could have some sort of you know um, you know, relation or upgrade from what we kind of saw the NX-01. So like say, yeah, you know, maybe, you know, it does seem like that it could be a progression from what we saw in Enterprise. And I guess that kind of makes sense as well too, you know, because the original series was created back in the sixties and they kind of built the ship as what they could back then. But, um, you know, I guess when you're making uh design choices for ships now, you know, like say, you might have to kind of uh, overlook a bit of what we saw in the, the original series um, because maybe, you know, like say they did with what they could and maybe even the Enterprise, even though that's an iconic look to it, maybe that wasn't truly what maybe they envisioned maybe for the time. I'd kind of been reading some posts and someone had made a, a comment that maybe, you know, maybe comparing the Discovery to something like the Refit Enterprise uh, might be a better uh you know a better comparison um because possibly maybe as well to the the movie versions of the uh, enterprise maybe be something that was some, something that they maybe they wanted to maybe that was the design that they maybe wanted to do back in the 60s but maybe they just didn't have the the resources or the ability to actually do something at that time and so you know, maybe taking this discovery and using the the movie enterprises more as a baseline might just be a better comparison. And thinking about that, I said, you know what, I could, you know what, I can, I can live with that actually. I, I, I can live with that and I can live that it looks kind of like a progression from what we kind of saw in, in enterprise. The one thing as well too, which really kind of jumped out at me as well too, was the, was you know the uh the the saucer section it, it's kind of got these um you know it's, it's got rings to it i guess in a in a sense it's got you know or cutouts i guess it's got like kind of looks like what's the bridge area in the in the center which is kind of a ball almost kind of like a daedalus class ship in a sense which is a, a ship with kind of a ball shape uh you know saucer or whatever front instead of having a, a saucer to it and then you got like kind of a middle a middle uh, kind of uh, ring and then you got an outer ring and it's kind of uh, interesting that there's like you know gaps between those like say because we really haven't seen anything like that in the prime universe like we've seen something like that in the uh, kelvin universe with the vengeance but not in the prime universe so it's kind of an interesting design choice part of me is wondering too like well you know maybe this is you know maybe there's some how some technology that may have um crossed over timelines or something like that and maybe this is some sort of really experimental ship because there is some sort of incursion or something in between between the timelines or something like that and maybe some technology uh, or the ship ended up over here and it maybe that's why it looks a bit different than maybe what we would expect some of the other ships from this uh period to look like but um that was just maybe some crazy thoughts i had but um Thinking about it more, it seems like it's more that the design elements of it are more inspired probably from, you know, the Enterprise series. And so, you know, maybe they just decide, you know, it'd be really cool to throw in a ship with some rings into it. And uh, that's what they wanted to try. So um, 
So that's kind of cool. So I guess we'll see. I'm sure that I'm sure this ship will get explained much more. And it's, I guess, like say it's, it's not even, I don't even believe that it'll actually probably show up until like they said something like the third or second or third kind of episode is kind of when we're going to kind of see this ship. So, so it sounds like, uh, you know, like say, I'm sure there'll be a lot of explanation about the ship and, uh, about it and all that and maybe explanation on like why it you know it's not a ship that was kind of more prominent in the timeline than than uh it was hey and like why everything else looks so different from it different to it so but i thought you know i thought yeah this is a you know like say it's an interesting ship and like at first like say it, it did you know kind of you know like say it did take a while for me to kind of warm up to it but to be honest with kind of looking at more and more images of it you know i'm i've i've warmed up to it and like say i can see you know like i can see where it it could be a progression from from what we saw in the enterprise series i'm going to uh, switch on to the uh, next ship that uh, we kind of uh, know about a bit and that is the the uh, shenzu and um that is um the USS Shenzhou, which is what um, uh, our the lead character uh, Michael Burnham uh, starts off as a uh, first officer on that ship, and then then she moves on to uh, the Discovery after. And um, the the USS Shenzhou is it's a real interesting looking ship too. And uh, the um, call number on this one is NCC one two two seven and. Uh, we know a few other details actually about this one. Uh, we actually probably know a little bit more about this one than we do about the uh, about the discovery. This one is uh, is the uh, Walker class vessel, is what uh, is being uh, that's the classification for this one. And uh, like I say, this one is uh, commanded by uh, Captain uh, Philippa Giorgio, which is uh, played by Michelle Yeoh. And then, as I said, Michael Burnham is the uh, is the first officer and then uh, a few other folks and um it seems like uh seems like from watching the trailers and all that that this this shenzu might not have a might not last past the first few episodes possibly um it'll be interested and see like how 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 that all plays out um but it is a definitely kind of an interesting looking ship and i must admit i kind of really like it and Looking at it, I can see this one maybe more clearly than I can see see the discovery. I can see this one's progression from like the um, Archer's days um, to this ship because, uh, like I say, the um, the saucer portion of the ship is is very reminiscent of what we saw in the uh, Archer ship, the NX01. And then, uh, like I say, it's it's like I say I can see where this uh, this design where it comes from, and uh, it's. Um, very interesting again it's got that kind of that steel look to it and it's got you know your standard um you got your, it's got your standard uh you know aztec into it and even the the markings on the ship like with like the um registry number and ship name and all that uh very reminiscent to me of to what we saw again in uh enterprise in the uh, nx01 uh so like say this looks to me like say looking at this ship it looks like like uh, progression from what we saw from enterprise so you know so to me i like say i i'm very at uh, i can i can very easily um you know put this into kind of the the timeline of uh, star trek so uh, like say based off of you know um the progression from like enterprise and then this would have been cuz i think enterprise was about a hundred years prior to the um to the original series i believe so this does look like it would be quite a bit of an update from there it's got kind of uh like it's got some unique uh features to it as well too um like say the the bridge of this ship is actually on the bottom of the saucer and not on the top of the saucer which i thought yeah that's pretty interesting uh you know looking at some photos of it it's just like you know almost i'd feel almost a little more at un easy with it being on the bottom because it just seems like the the bridge is just kind of uh like just hanging on the you know just off the bottom and it's just like oh yeah like i guess it's really no different than sitting on the top of the bridge but just to me it seems like a, a little bit more exposed i guess but uh like uh it just 
I like say it's a really cool design actually. I, like I say I really like the design of this this Shenzhou. Uh some other kind of details about the Shenzhou as well too is that it's um it's named like I say it's named the Shenzhou which is apparently means uh divine craft and it is named in honor of China's first man space spacecraft. So uh like I say so that, that's kind of some interesting um uh, details and then they also I was reading some other information that the Walker class was meant as some sort of um, tribute to uh, to um, there was some sort of pilot or something like that back in the 60s who did a lot of uh, testing of kind of uh, space type uh, planes or or kind of advanced type planes at that time so um, so that was kind of uh, it was kind of um, classified after in his uh, honor. And then other people said as well, too, you know, like maybe it's a little bit of a, you know, wink to, um, you know, uh, to, uh, you know, Sonequa Martin Green, who also uh, uh, had a uh, role in The uh, Walking Dead. So maybe it was a bit of a, a wink to that. But like I say, it's a really, uh, it's a really interesting um, uh, design of ship. It's got like... Um, in some senses, you know, like say it looks a little bit like the what's the the Reliant class type kind of starship or whatever the um, or Miranda class, I believe that is the Reliant or whatever from from uh, like say what we saw in like the Wrath of Khan and all that kind of stuff where it's kind of got the nacelles on the bottom and uh, then the the saucer section. It, it kind of reminiscent to that to me, you know, the nacelles again. They're kind of uh, they got more of a maybe. A, you know, Star Trek uh, movie line look to them more so than uh, than what we would have seen in the original series. Uh, so, like I say, it it's a real interesting looking ship to me, and uh, I'm kind of hoping that it uh, it kind of stays around for a while. Like I say, I'd be real sad if it uh, if it um, you know if it doesn't have a very long run. But uh, like I say, I really like it. Again, like I say, the kind of the look of the ship, hey, the 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 um kind of the the saucer section and all that is like really really reminiscent of um of what we saw in uh in uh like say the voyager and all that and then it's got kind of a big kind of deflector dish or something like that on the front which looks much more stylized than what we would have seen on um on uh you know the original voyager which had more of a uh or not voyager the uh, original nx01 which had more of that kind of that deflector deflector dish or whatever not you know with a kind of like what we saw in the original series you know with the you know the little dish whereas you know in the movies and kind of going forward like say they didn't really have a dish anymore it was you know a ray or or whatever but uh interesting ship i, I kind of like the uh like I say i like the design um i'm looking really forward to uh to uh, seeing this on tv and uh like I say i like i like the look on this one and uh like I say like I say, that makes me happy. I'm going to move on to one other ship um, from the uh, uh, so far that we know of, and it's called the USS Europa. And um, what people can kind of uh, guess out is the call sign is NCC-1648. And essentially it's just there's a, a few like kind of uh, quick uh, shots of it in the trailer and it looks like for the most part it's just kind of uh, kind of getting destroyed. From looking at a few of the pictures, it looks kind of a bit more roundish to me so it looks um well maybe not it looking at a few pictures like um like I say it looks like it has a bit few bit of angles to it but uh like I say I guess we'll find out more about it but again it like I say not a lot of pictures of it but uh it looks like um it might also too have some cutouts too so maybe that's again maybe a little more reminiscent of uh you know the design choices that they chose chose to go with and um like I say and they also say that maybe too it might have a bit of uh maybe of uh yeah it looks like they too say that it might have a bit of a uh, reliant or, or miranda class um feel to it so again just some real quick um shots of it mostly just of it looking like it's gonna blow up or something like that so i'm sure we'll find out more about the ship when the uh show premieres so um like I say, so those are kind of the three ships that we've uh, heard about so far from um, from uh, Discovery, and uh, like I say, it, it does seem like uh, like say that 
the ships are going to have that that more of that maybe enterprise uh nx01 type kind of influence to them more so than maybe um, what we saw in the original series so again it'll be kind of interesting to see kind of uh how that um how that kind of plays out and even these ships even looking at them they do kind of fall in line kind of even a bit with kind of what we saw with the uh the franklin um from uh you know when we saw the franklin in um in uh in the last star trek movie uh star trek beyond like uh you know again that was kind of a bit reminiscent of what we saw from um from uh, star trek enterprise so these ships kind of fall in line with that line of thinking. So I, I, I'm guessing they've, they kind of made a decision on how, how they want to kind of progress the, the look mm-hmm. of some of the, of the ships and all that. And that they're probably using a bit of a basis of, of, of what they did in, in enterprise. So, so like, say, so yeah, so I'm kind of, uh, I'm excited to see, I, I really like, um, starship based shows. I, I, like that so i'm i'm looking forward to the show and kind of learning all about these ships and it seems like the uss discovery as well too it looks like it might have a lot of uh, kind of interesting technology in it as well too so again that'll be interesting to learn about and to see if this is something which maybe is really experimental or if it's something else um i guess we'll see but i was looking at a few of the other things you know they showed a few of the props and all that and those looked really clear cool some of them looked a little uh reminiscent of kind of uh some of the props that we'd seen in like the cage like their phasers and all that seemed to be a bit of a throwback to that and then you know like the communicator seemed to kind of fall in line with what you kind of might think what a communicator would look like and then i was looking at the uniforms and i was going yeah those seem to be a bit of a progression of what we saw from enterprise and then also a bit from what we kind of saw with um i guess kind of with those retro uniforms that they had in um in the uh last uh in star trek beyond and that kind of the franklin type kind of look and i was thinking about i was going like well you know they don't look like what we would expect to see in in uh like uh, star trek you know because like uh kirk and and uh his crew in the original series you know they had the you know kind of those those bold colors and um like we don't see that with these. These are like, say, there's their silver, uh, gold, and bronze with a blue kind of jumpsuit look to them, and then with that, with those silver, gold, and bronze highlighting, you know, very again, kind of reminiscent of kind of what we saw in Enterprise. And I thought, well, I was thinking about it a bit, and it was just like, you know, you have, you look at like all the different series of Star Trek, and you know, like even the movies. You know, we went from like the original series. And then went to the motion picture and the uniforms were like way different. You know, they didn't really, they didn't even look really anything. You couldn't really find a lot to connect them with what we had seen in, in the original series. And then Wrath of Khan, they went again with a, a different uh, uh, form of uniform, which again, doesn't, you know, didn't really tie to what was in the motion picture and didn't really tie to what we saw in the original series. And then when we went to next generation, kind of went back to uh, more, you know, more of those base colors or whatever and primary colors. And those, you know, tied back to what we kind of saw in the, the original series. So with these uniforms, I was thinking, well, you know, they do seem to do a lot of, um, uniform changes in the in the star trek universe so you know what i can i can live with that again kind of interesting though that if we look at uh what we saw with um you know again if this takes place kind of 10 years before but then what we saw in the cage you know these uniforms don't look like what the uniforms that they were wearing in the cage but again that said um those were uniforms created back in the 60s and um to maybe stylize something after those might um you know maybe the, that might not um you know maybe that might not really work possibly you know in today's age it, it, like say they just might not look look that great or there may be some other considerations as well too i'm sure maybe we might learn more about that while the show goes on as well too maybe too again it's it seems like the movies the Star Trek movies, like these Kelvin movies, and then the tra- Star Trek series, you know, Paramount it seems to own the movies, and then CBS um, owns the uh, the series or the TV series. And uh, I'm not. Sh- it's it seems like they're kind of um, t- they're both kind of split, 
And so maybe, maybe there are certain, um, looks and all that, which they, they can't, uh, bring over to the series maybe. So maybe since they're using more of the, uh, classic, um, classic look in the movies now, um, with, uh, with the way the uniforms look like maybe, maybe they didn't really want to confuse, confuse things maybe, or maybe they just preferred that, you know, a different, uh, look is used for the, uh, the television series. But for the most part, again, like say, if we're basing it off kind of, uh, you know, enterprise going forward time frame, I'm okay with these uniforms and like given how often, you know, they've had uniform changes over all the series, you know, it's like say, yeah, it kind of makes sense to me that these things keep changing around all the time. So I like that as well too, that they seem to have boots, which does really throw back to the original, uh, original series where, uh, you know, Kirk and Spock and all that had those just, just the kind of short pants and the high boots. And it looks like, uh, these guys are also wearing like high, high boots as well too. So I, I like that, that look, I, I find it, it's a nice little nod to the, uh, to the original series. So I'm going to take another like little quick break and then I'm going to come back and just talk a little bit about uh, a ship from Voyager. Presenting McDonald's Star Trek meal. Parents, take a good look. It's the only meal approved for your kids by the United Federation of Planets. Outside, the Enterprise, action, intrigue. Five exciting boxes based on Star Trek, the motion picture. Inside, a regular hamburger, fries, soft drinks, a McDonald's and cookie sampler, and a Star Trek prize. Star Trek meal, games, jokes, puzzles. Your kids will love them. McDonald's Star Trek meal. Okay, so I'm back, and I'm going to um, talk about uh, A Ship from Voyager, which I found kind of, uh, I just thought, ah, I'll talk about it, because uh, I thought it was kind of an interesting-looking uh, ship. Um, I've been doing a Voyager rewatch of late, um, just kind of going through all the uh, episodes, and uh, eh, like I said, I just thought, ah, I would like to watch uh, Voyager again. So so uh, I, the other day I watched an episode, uh, uh, Message in the Bottle, and that was the, the episode where the... Uh, the doctor, um, he got transported to a, um, to a Starfleet uh, ship in, uh, in the Alpha Quadrant after they picked up some sort of signal. And then they sent, sent the doctor's program through, uh, like the Herogen, uh, network. And then, uh, when he got on the ship, he, he found that this was, um, highly experimental ship, which, um, which had gotten, uh, taken over by the, uh, the Romulans. And, uh, it was like this really, technically advanced ship and uh like say it was it had all these kind of uh really uh unique capabilities to it, it was um uh, really fast it was a uh, kind of the fastest ship of its time at uh, warp 9.9 kind of plus so it was like uh you know it was highly experimental and like highly fast and uh like say it had um ha- had a lot of uh kind of um i guess classified uh tech to it and then it had this um it was an interesting looking ship because it was kind of like this kind of arrowhead looking type kind of ship in a sense that uh it um it kind of uh it it took some like uh it took some information from or took inspiration from kind of like what we would have seen in um voyager i guess you know because voyager had kind of a more of a kind of angular angular or kind of narrower look to it for its kind of saucer section more so than what we saw with, um, you know, some of the enterprises. Um, so like I say, it, it, it seemed like it, it kind of, uh, took some inspiration from that. And then, uh, it had that, it had a really interesting, um, had a really interesting, um, uh, capability in that it was able to, to break apart into multiple, um, multiple uh sections i believe it was uh three um three uh sections uh, and then uh, and then these could work as some sort of um these could work as three different kind of battleships so they said uh, you know it was they were kind of semi-independent and then you could kind of if you were under attack you can kind of split this uh, ship up into three parts and then you could uh use each part um you know kind of semi-independently so it would give you like maybe um kind of uh, three points of attack um for a ship and i thought wow this is like kind of uh this is really cool and it was this like part of me goes like i looked at the ship and like say 
and I go like, ah, that's why I always kind of, um, you know, I like, you know, they're coming out with these new Star Trek series and all that. Really enjoy that. But part of me is always a little bit sad as well, too, that, um, you know, that we kind of go back in, in time instead of, uh, you know, going forward. And part of me goes like, oh, you know, because we go back and we look at like what, what uh, you know, like at, at this uh, Star Trek uh, or USS Discovery and we see like it's kind of uh, like it's kind of um, look and all that kind of stuff. And they have to, I guess, you know, they're kind of fitting it into the Star Trek timeline or or what how they feel it should look like in the Star Trek timeline. And part of me looks at it and goes like, yeah, I'm excited about, you know, a new Star Trek series. But part of me um, always likes to see all these new tech features on these ships and all that kind of stuff. And so kind of doing a like a prequel type kind of show, you know, it means like you're kind of going back and then you're kind of, you know, maybe downplaying that tech a little bit or downgrading that tech a bit so that it's not more advanced than what, what we see in later um, Star Trek uh, series. And part of me goes like, uh, I feel like sometimes I wish they'd just be nice if they could do another series post like Voyager and po- post the uh, next generation type movies. And then they can really introduce a lot new um, innovative type uh, technology and ships and with designs that are, are really out there and all that kind of stuff that, you know, that they they don't have to try and conform to a particular um timeline and timeline and things like that you know like some i guess people could make the argument you know like again looking at the ships in discovery that maybe you know they're maybe stepping a bit out of that timeline because you know the looks don't really fall totally in line with what we would expect um from that that time but part of me thinks like oh like say if you could do a show from from you know post you know voyager post uh you know TNG, you know, like you say, you have no real limitations. You can you can make any ship that you really want and really really go at it. And uh, like I say, I to me, I just like you know seeing this ship when I watched that episode. Like I say, I, I recall this episode really well and all that. But just seeing this episode again, it's just and seeing that ship, it's just going like, oh, I just really love like another series with you know just some really advanced ships and not having to have to you know you could just think whatever you wanted to think and you could put it on there and you're not really messing with any sort of uh, canon or continuity or anything like that and uh, i was just like kind of looking through like a bit of the uh the information about this this uh, prometheus class ship and it was just like um oh, it was just so uh you know like so just interesting, eh? Like say there is like say the warp on it was like uh, it could go past nine point nine. We had seen that one at Voyager episode where they I think they they went past warp ten or whatever, and then things got really weird. And it's probably one of the worst episodes ever of Star Trek, where you know Tom Paris like turned into some sort of big giant slug, and same to Captain Janeway or whatever, and all because they had went so fast that you know they you know. And some crazy things that happened with their their bodies and all that kind of stuff and uh like so this one goes like 9.9 so it's almost like well we're not going to break the you know the warp 10 barrier or whatever i guess because of um you know what they had done earlier in the in the series but uh it was kind of uh ah, it was just you know i like that the, the advanced um technology that they had on it and um like say the ship had like quite a bit of automation to it. Like say the ship, you know, like the the doctor had transported over there, but he could move throughout the ship as as you know, like the whole ship had like hollow emitters and all that kind of stuff. And it was just uh, like say it was, you know, even the look of it too. It was a much more modern look to it, much more you know brighter and clean and uh, looked very futuristic. And it was just like like uh just a really like cool looking ship and like i say it's just like I say it really just got me thinking about um you know how you know you know how cool you know these you know they could have done with some of these ships you know even like the the design on this thing for like you know your nacelles and all that were all all very um 
all very interesting because they were they could break into multiple parts so they had kind of like kind of four almost four like nacelles compared to the standard two that we would see on a lot of the uh federation starships so it was it was really interesting you know like um to kind of see you know that kind of that technology and all that kind of stuff and kind of them kind of playing around with it and like say again like say it would have been cool you know to see another star trek series which kind of would push that technology further and and not have to you know you know hold themselves back but i think i'm kind of uh going a bit too long on this particular topic so going to take another break and then i'm going to come back and do a little bit of collectible talk and then um, kind of wrap up the podcast here this is the exploration pod of the uss enterprise part of the star trek collection each sold separately star trek this is the Klingon cruiser and the Vulcan shuttle. Vulcan shuttle has a breakaway cockpit. You can pretend they battle through space as you send the Enterprise to the rescue. Star Trek! USS Enterprise, Klingon cruiser and Vulcan shuttle from the Star Trek collection, each sold separately by Mego. Okay, so I'm back and I'm going to um, wrap up the uh, podcast with um, a little bit of uh, collectible talk. Um, earlier in the year... Um, I bought a couple, uh, they're called the Mega Blocks. Uh, Mega Blocks, there's like Lego, which everyone knows about Lego. And then there, um, I think this is Mattel's, um, Mattel's, uh, version of, uh, Mattel's version of, of Lego, I guess, is, is something called, uh, Mega Blocks. Um, they since, they have since, uh, rebranded it as Mega Constructs, but, uh, one of the licenses they have is the, uh, Star Trek, license and they've released a few um pieces not a lot of pieces um but they've released a few pieces so far for for this they uh released a uh a klingon um a klingon uh, d7 uh, ship they also released a, a big enterprise ship and then they released um a set of the uh bridge a set of the transporter room and then i believe a set of the guardian of tomorrow so I think that yeah, so it's been kind of like five or six uh, sets they've released so far, and um, so I I'd, I'd seen the sets and they'd been out for because I think these sets have been out for like over a year now, probably maybe even close to two years now that these sets have been out, and I've I've seen them and I've been interested in getting them, um, but they don't really get released in the store. They're not they're not available in the store, so I. Um, you have to order them online and then, so I noticed them on Amazon and they're like a pretty good price. So I bought, um, like the Klingon ship and then I bought the Enterprise. The Klingon ship is kind of a, a smaller ship and I had something like two or 300 pieces. It wasn't a really big ship. Whereas the Enterprise was, uh, it was a really large ship and I think it was kind of partially, uh, anniversary for the uh, 50th, 50th anniversary. It was big big giant set with uh, 3000 pieces. And um, so I, I just recently started to um, build them. I'd built, I built the uh, Klingon ship. Um, like, uh, uh, I think it's a couple months ago, I built the, uh, the Klingon ship and uh, it was an all right build. It didn't take too long. Um, though my one complaint about uh, these mega blocks is that the, um, they don't number the bags like they do for Lego. So, so, like, say you'll go through the pages and then you have to end up, like, kind of digging through a bunch of pieces to find find the parts you need. Whereas Lego, they'll they'll number the bags and then, like, say, you know, you'll work on, like, bag one. And then once uh, you're done with bag one, you work on, you move on to bag two and then bag three and so on and so on. Whereas these Mega Blocks, they just, um, they just have a bunch of different bags. So, um, like... So, like, say you end up having to kind of like dig around looking for the uh, parts for the um, for the ships, and uh, so it ends up taking more time, you know, because you spend a lot of time searching for the little pieces for the ships. So I, I built the Klingon one, and, and you know, it's, it's a pretty nice uh, ship actually. It, it looks good. I'm looking at it right now. It comes with like a nice little stand, and it comes with a nice little. I think it's core. I think Klingon figure and a little little flag for the Klingon and all that. And it's a it's a nice little ship. It it would fit on a desk, kind of nice. Nice thing as well too with these mega blocks is they stamp um, their bricks. So instead of Lego, where you have to you know, put little stickers on their ships 
on the on the pieces or the buildings that you're doing these uh mega blocks ones they, they actually stamp the stamp the blocks so then you don't have to kind of fiddle around with uh, stickers and things like that um so that's kind of a nice unique idea um quality wise though i'll be honest the that these mega blocks are kind of cheap compared to um to lego like they, some of them don't fit very well and um it's just uh i don't know i say a lot of uh pressing and trying to fit them together and just just the overall build is is kind of it's not as satisfying as doing a lego build um so like say so from that standpoint um you know like say the pieces are just i don't know they seem a little kind of cheaper and all that and i started working on the uh the enterprise and it's got 3000 pieces so it's kind of been a slow uh slow move cuz again you know digging through like 3000 pieces to find a part is uh it's a quite a bit of takes quite a bit of time so like say i'd really wish that they would have um maybe numbered the bags um a bit better uh, because like say it, it takes so long and um i'm about halfway done my enterprise i built the um kind of the um i built them the base and then i built the uh kind of the primary uh hall or whatever and now i think i'm going to uh, move into the uh, saucer section and then there'll be the uh the nacelles after and uh so far it, it's been okay again complaints about the pieces seem some of the pieces uh are kind of hard to fit or things like that and you know some of the finish on the pieces too isn't the greatest but uh it does got um some unique it, um things about it like say um with this one, uh, with the Enterprise one, it's a really large kit. It's got 3,000 pieces. So um, like the nacelles, I guess you can put some batteries in the nacelles and they'll light up when you uh, press on the, um, I think it's on the uh, buzzard collectors. They'll, they'll, uh, they'll light up. Um, but uh, like say, so that's kind of cool. Um, but again, it's, it's a bit of a long haul on it. That said, these Mega Blocks pieces or kits are not very expensive. Like, um, like I think the the Klingon one, I got that off of Amazon, and I'm in Canada, and I think that was like maybe twenty or twenty five dollars for the kit Canadian, and then the Enterprise, uh, I can't recall what that one was, but that was maybe like maybe like uh, I'm thinking maybe like one hundred and fifty dollars or something like that Canadian. I paid for it, no more than two hundred, and given the size of that kit um if you got like a equivalent um lego kit would be like probably like three times that price so so from that perspective like these kits aren't aren't as high priced as lego but again the quality on them eh, kind of weak but uh again once they're built you know they seem to they look okay um i guess apparently with this enterprise as well too i was doing some research and i guess there's some issues with the uh with the uh, bridge sitting on top of the saucer that it, it doesn't um, really attach very well. And there's some workarounds that have to be done. So I guess once I get to that part, I'll be kind of uh, struggling with it. But uh, overall, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of happy that I was able to get these, these kits because there's not a lot of uh, Star Trek uh, kits out there um, for like um, these blocks. It'd be nice if the, you know, Lego picked up the license, but um that's probably not going to happen anytime soon. So as if they put out some more um, of these uh, mega constructs, I guess now um, sets, um, I'd really like that because there's a lot of uh, ships um, in the in the Star Trek universe that they can uh, they can make. So like I say, that's almost infinite. So um, so far they've only really put out five. So and those have been for I think those have been out for a few years now. So I'm not sure if they're going to put out more or if that was kind of it or not but uh you know i i bought the ones that i i wanted to like say uh, the the sets um like say if if i see them for like a good price and i might pick those up but for now i'm pretty content with the the enterprise and this klingon ship anyways i think that was my um talk i guess for the podcast for this week um just covering off some of uh the ships in discovery a little bit of talk about uh voyager and that prometheus class ship and then some collectibles i'd like to uh, thank rico again for uh, giving me the chance to um to uh podcast and and talk to everyone about uh ships and uh share with everyone um 
guess, uh, like I say, just um, looking forward to uh, Star Trek Discovery coming up in uh, in the fall, in September. Uh, looking forward to this uh, this Orville show, I guess, as well, too, which is supposed to be very uh, Star Trek-like and have a lot of uh, people who had worked on Star Trek, uh, you know, working on this series. So I'm looking forward to that as well, too. I think it should be... Uh, should be a good uh, good fall, at least for a person like me who likes some of these uh, TV series with uh, spaceships in them. So, so I'm looking forward to that. So I guess I should wrap up and uh, wish everyone um, the best of uh, the remainder of the summer, um, and uh, hope everyone has a great uh, great uh, fall. And um, you know, if you're on summer vacation, you're going back to work or school or whatever. Um, hope all the best for the upcoming few months and uh, talk to everyone soon and uh, bye for now.